0: This
1: is, uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the London, the London, London Is Blue, Blue Podcast. Podcast.
0: All right, just fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue Podcast. This is always your host, Brandon my co-host Nick and Dan. And gentlemen, we've got the Nottingham Forest match review. As we hurriedly wrap this season up, Dan, we still have a couple more that we're checking boxes off on, and this was definitely a participation trophy.
2: Look, the players are still showing up. So in turn we are going to continue to show up because that is what we do. This is not the 1516 season of London's Blue podcast, Nick. We don't take a match off anymore.
1: No. No, we didn't. Um and and look, I mean at least we have goals to talk about. That's you know it's a pleasant pleasant surprise in this day and age. Um but, you know, uh again, we're, we're trying to do something a little bit different at the end of this show.
3: Actually, not at the end of the show. Editor Jake here to say later today on the podcast feed is a separate episode because this episode ran long.
1: You will hear uh, good friends Gary Hayes and Carrie Levy back on to talk about their Matthew Harding tapes, uh, which is the next iteration of their Blueprint podcast. So if you're like, hey, are you guys going to do the same boring match review? We are not. Uh, we are going to do an awesome show here, and uh, at the end, you'll have a little bit of uh, sneak preview as to uh, what Gary's been up to. Yeah, he he called me yesterday on the phone and was Whoa. like, "Here, I have I have things to talk about," and I was like, Whoa. "All right, well, we're going to do it then. Let's go."
0: Yeah, the, the serious professional Gary is uh, appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, we will be talking about drawing up Chelsea's performance for Forest, the uh, summer stock watch, players on the rise, and off the pitch, Chelsea may have finally gotten their man. Um, and like I said, a little special on uh, the blueprint, everything Gary and Kerry are doing over there. Uh, but before we get into all that other stuff, when I say back to back to back, when I say backflips, when I say heroics,
2: what do you think of? Uh, Not the Chelsea men's team. <laughs> no. Hey, why so, do you got to take
0: a shot, Dan? Why can't you yeah. just leave it all positive? Because like, because I,
2: I want to do more so well. to build up how incredible what we had a chance to witness this weekend was in the Chelsea women winning a third FA Cup title in a row at Wembley. Record domestic attendance in England for a women's game. And they did it once again, one nothing over Manchester United rivals... In the league, the individual's currently atop the table as Chelsea look to climb it at the very, very end of the season here. And Nick, it's great. It's great times to be a Chelsea supporter, at least for the women's team, with how they're continuing to hopefully here line up a third back-to-back-to-back domestic double if they get the league across the line as well.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, you guys know that we we have the Blue Royalty podcast. We've been covering the women for the last couple of years. Uh, and it is an absolute joy to watch them. It's stressful at times, as this was today. Um, not an easy game for the Chelsea women. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, Sam Kerr is inevitable. Emma Hayes is inevitable. This team's winning mentality is inevitable. Uh, and that's uh, trophy number 14. Emma, just in case you're uh, keeping track at home. Uh, that's number 10, I think, for, uh, for Magda, uh, which is incredible. Oof. And uh, look, uh, there, there is so much going on at Chelsea Football Club in, in the men's first-team sphere that we're going to talk about a lot this summer. But if you truly don't take a moment to appreciate the growth of women's football and the incredible incredible team that Chelsea have assembled to win the FA Cup and league potentially three times in a row is unheard of I mean it's it's incredibly difficult 78,000 at Wembley I think there were 48 some odd thousand Dan when we were there last year for the final I mean it's just blown up and uh, and a huge credit to to all involved there Uh, Yeah, just can't say enough nice things about them. And if you're looking to watch a Chelsea team win a football match, they are your best bet.
0: Without a doubt. Uh, Super exciting. Uh, We'll have the full match review as usual out on the feed. So make sure you check out Blue Royalty. Uh, Again, it was not clean and cut for them. They had to battle through this one, especially after a tough first half. But anyways, let's go. Uh, We've teased that appropriately. Uh, They are... Absolutely fantastic against Sam Kerr, really competing with Didier
1: Drogba with the Wembley esque record. Yeah, she really is. And uh, listen to Blue Royalty this week because Jesse uh, was at the match, and I'm sure we'll have an absolutely rapturous uh, account of the uh, the day's events. So well, we need we need, we need the recap
2: voice. of the Box Park post game experience. That is the request that we have for Jesse. Is make sure that there are details. I mean, last year, Chelsea women's team did show up.
1: They partied there. It was awesome. They
2: partied hard.
0: All right. Well, Dan, let's go ahead and move back to the men's match review here with the three word match review. As always, (laughs) see what the people have to say. Hey, today ain't that day, Dan. All right. Could have been a hell of a lot worse. All right. Let's hold on to what we have. Could have been worse.
1: My three word match review.
2: (laughs) Oh, thanks for getting yours out of the way early, Brandon. Look, Canyon had the Raz has Riz. Yeah, Jason with brace ain't enough. Tom with the ten good minutes. Yeah, Kieran with the Cobham crew assemble. Ryan with the season's final point that could be very true. And then Iron Beagle with the next season, please. Jeez,
0: put a punctuation on that one. Uh, I went with playing for valuation. Uh, that's pretty much where we're at right now. A lot of players out there trying to uh, earn themselves a spot somewhere around around Europe next season. Uh, Dan, what about you? You guys know the
2: unfinished horse meme? Yes. Okay. Well, this game is Chelsea's unfinished horse because, boy, oh boy, there should have been enough to walk away with a win, but some of the drawing, a little lacking.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There you go, Nick. New Maurizio season. Yeah. Yep. All right. There that one is. So get it, get it? <laughs> guys? Do you understand what I did there? Unbelievable. All
0: right, Uh, appreciate all of those. Huge shout-outs to Eric. Join us on Patreon. See you in the Discord, Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews, some Zachress, J-Man, Lumi Rose, Pit Contact, and Brett, Canada, from, you guessed it, Canada. Uh, Spotify, well over 2,000 reviews, still at 4.9. Road to 3K is there. So. Let's kick it off with the match review. It was Nottingham Forest this past Saturday, the 13th of May, in the Premier League at Stamford Bridge. In case you missed it, Chelsea 2, Nottingham Forest 2. Goals from, I don't know, Dan? Yeah, Dan. Uh, It's uh, Awanini. Awanini, Sterling, then Sterling, then Awanini again. Just a couple of braces for the two guys. So we'll kick it over to the fifth stand-up, the only official app from Chelsea FC where they break all their news first. If you haven't downloaded it, do it. Let's run it back. He's played here before actually, before Atletico in the Champions League to swing this in. It's a good ball as well, and Felipe attacked it at the near post. Danilo. Space for Lodi. Awani, the target in the middle, gives Whites in there as well. Awani got his head to it, and he's nodded Forrest in front.
3: Well, Sterling's in behind here. Great chance for the equaliser. Brilliant block from Morrill
2: action from players to sprint forward and get into a good position. Great skills
0: Looking for a cross, good delivery as well! Oh, and the header from
3: Felix, looked as though it was bound for the net.
0: Oh, okay. Good run here from
3: Chalabert, can he pick out Felix or anybody else? Raheem Sterling 1-1. Deflection on his way in, took it through. Oh, this can't get out at the moment, this is Chelsea's best spell of
0: the game. Conor
3: Gallagher,
2: yeah, bang on target, take that, that
3: his intention, but Felix has put it back. Have a go! Oh,
0: what an effort that was! Raised the roof of the net on his way over from João Felix. Now
3: oh, made a mistake, and there's a break on here. Has lofted his loft cheek, playing in Sterling, forced a little wide. Felipe went to ground, didn't get anywhere near it, and Sterling bends it in for 2-1. Beautiful from Raheem Sterling.
2: Have to deal with this
1: huge
3: one. Look from Mangala, he dabbed it back in. It's 2-2. Oh, what a ball that is, and Sterling for the hat-trick heads it over. Not an easy chance, but an unbelievable pass from Thiago Silva.
0: Oh, buddy, Dan, you got lineup time, and you will not be able to copy and paste much on this one.
2: Well, there were a few repeats from the last performance, but it was Edouard Mendy between the sticks. That was a... I don't know, semi-shocker. You had Trev Chalaba, Thiago Silva, Benoit Badiashiel, and Lewis Hall as a back four with Conor Gallagher, Enzo Fernandez, and Mateo Kovacic as midfielders. With Raheem Sterling, Matawake, and Joao Felix as your attacking trio. We saw Ruben Loftus-Cheek come in at halftime from Mateo Kovacic. And then you saw Kai Havertz and Hakam Ziyech come in in the latter, uh, late, late, Late second half, 73rd minute. Kepa, uh, Aspilqueta, Fafana, Mudrik, David Otro, Fafana making the bench. Ooh. And then Christian Polisic all as unused substitutes in this appearance, in this game.
0: Yeah. Well, the academy season's over. So uh, DDF is back in play uh, for the bench. The uh, list of players that are kind of done for the season is continuing to grow. Uh, Chul being added to that list. So it was good to hear the club pre-talking up Lewis Hall, who again is played center mid all season in the academy. He is deputizing as a left back out of position. So a friendly reminder to everybody who thinks uh, maybe he is a left back left wing back. He is not. Uh, Some of the top line stats, uh, 1.17 XG to 1.3. We actually lost on that one, but hey, we didn't lose the game. Uh, we had 76% possession on that one. 14 shots there, 11, 6 on target to there, 2. Um, and other than that, we had two big chances there, 3, and we both missed one of them. I don't know. It's all a bit all right, if you don't mind me saying it myself. But Adopt the Joe had the one random stat with four. Chelsea failed to win four of their six Premier League games against newly promoted sides this season. Win two, draw three, lost one. The Blues have never failed to win more such games in a single Premier League campaign. Toothless. I mean, Nick, duh. We know that. That's where we've been. We lose not only to the good teams this season, we even lose to the bad teams.
1: Yeah, we either get a really stout defensive display with, uh, you know, character and and a spine, or we get some sort of offensive uh, production, but never both at the same time. And, uh that's pretty much the, the story of this one. Yeah. Um.
0: Hmm. Obviously, no N-Pet shit house moment of the match. Is that fair? Yeah. No. All right. Well, we've got a lot more coming at you this way, but we've set the stage. A uh, lot to get into with some new, fresh faces. So we're going to take our ad break. When we get back, jumping into breaking it down. Think of the sponsors.
3: Bet you didn't see this coming. Hope you're ready to hear editor Jake's voice for a while in the ads. <laughs> this time we're coming with Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and more. Shady Rays is a world-class sunglasses company independently built that'll have you thinking you're wearing some of the world's top brands that you already know with durable frames and extremely clear optics not only clear optics but clear ethics as well having donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america something that we have done at london's blue podcast so and if you're worried you won't like your pair they will exchange it they'll give you a new pair or you can return them for free within 30 days and if you're worried you might break them thanks to lost and broken replacements you can get a replacement pair no questions asked anytime Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com and use code London is blue, all one word, all caps, for fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's right, London is blue, all caps, spelled just like the podcast. You know the podcast you're listening to right now. You can see it in the title. All caps, one word, 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it out for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people.
0: Okay. First half time. um, I think, you know, we talked about Mendy a little bit. He'll be a big talking point for multiple different reasons. Gentlemen, I think we're all hoping it was a matter of time of when, not if he was going to play this season. I realistically don't see any reason, as long as he stays fit, you don't play him for the last three remaining games. Give him the last four. Just see where he's at. Kepa's had a ton of matches this season. We largely know what he can give you. So, um, Dan, from your perspective, a little bit of a a big difference, uh, actually, having him back there. He had a back four in front of him, which is pretty settled for the most part. If you have Thiago and Barisheel, like, You're pretty well sorted there. They're all speaking French, I'd imagine, as well. So good on the communication. But um, it ended up not being a great day out for him. But he hasn't played in so long. So I guess I'm interested in kind of what your perspective – or I'm sorry, what your expectations of him were for today after coming in.
2: To claim – crosses because that is something that he has done a better job of over his Chelsea career relative to Kepa I and mean, it's a, a height benefit um so what was surprising I think he had one where he kind of like had punched it away pretty far and that was one maybe you would have hoped that he would have been able to get up and claim um I mean you, you definitely are not expecting him to do a lot kind of with his feet at the ball in terms of distribution necessarily uh, so I was just looking for him to Basically be, I mean, there's like um, baseball's like wins over average replacement, um, basically to be like at Keppa's level in terms of where he was coming back from. And this felt like he probably still has a lot of rust to knock off in terms of getting back up to speed, which I, is completely understandable when you've been out injured for the majority of the season and have been only getting back into it from a training perspective. Like, there's not a lot of good times to drop somebody in. And right now, when you know that you've secured safety for the next season, there's nothing really left to play for. You're not going to get into a European spot, Nick. This, to Brandon's point, felt like the right time to drop him in and the right stretch to let him continue and see where is he at, especially with the conversation around maybe there being a stalemate on a contract renewal offer for him or not
1: yeah the first the first goal was uh was pretty bad um he didn't get anywhere close to it and uh, in fact bulldozed his own players after missing the ball in a pretty uh clumsy fashion um you know, I, the second goal is not on him. The second goal is on on man marking. You know, to get a header that close to the to the gold mouth is is almost impossible to stop. And so, I don't I don't blame him for the second one, Brandon. But I think, as the preeminent member of the goalkeepers union, what were your thoughts on Old Edwa? And uh, do you do you believe that Chelsea are going to move on uh, this summer and try and get themselves a, a true number one?
0: Well, I mean, now that we essentially know that Potch is coming in. Uh, I think it'll be interesting of what they want to do because there's at times they were playing high possession, other times they didn't. So I, it's not like Maritza Saris is coming in where you're like, oh yeah, this is 100% isn't going to work. So I, I don't know quite yet. What I would say about Mendy is like the timing of crosses with bodies in the box is the hardest thing to do in terms of like come back from recovery. So like shot stopping is relatively easy and it's relatively easy to train. Crosses and timings are difficult. Which uh, I think is true. What I find is interesting is everyone's mad at Mendy because he was a half step late, but like neither center back did the job either. And I think that was something that Seb C was a little upset about uh, on Twitter with Thiago Silva's ability to defend aerially, which I guess, you know, I, I can understand his aerial ability has waned but we've all seen how well he reads the game and his ability to recover and a tackle and some things like that so whatever shields
1: aerial ability is great and he still missed it too
0: yeah but i would say that like if you're gonna see a hesitation or, or or missteps like this is exactly what i would expect out of mendy is like struggling on crosses getting through traffic bodies timing confidence especially so it's not an excuse uh but it is something i'm like okay great that's why i also want to see three more games like don't put him back on the bench be like oh he made a mistake like you need to put him out there for three more games also because sticker twist to your question nick you got to know was this a one-off or is this his new mean the teams that are potentially going to be looking at edwin mendy are going to want to have a bit of a sample at the end of the season to know where he's at. So they're not taking as big of a gamble. Uh, So we'll have to see, but um, you know, he did some other things. Well, Um, overall as a pretty average game, but he's been out for an extremely long amount of time. So, um, you know, he's going to get a wobble. Unfortunately, he's a goalkeeper. Cost you goals. So that, that is fair. Um, Overall, the Trebo looked quite good at right back, by the way. Uh, if yeah. we're gonna give praise. I mean we, we I think we said don't, he's don't maybe... get
2: too much into the second part of the stock watch.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Fine. Let me let can me scroll. Can we talk
1: can we talk Hall really quick?
0: Well absolutely can. I was gonna go right to left. We can go left to right though. That is a little bit more
1: appropriate. Like obviously Hall's been put into an awkward position here, right? You know, he's been deployed mainly as a left wing back in a back five stroke three and was really only responsible for covering um a more limited area and trying to get forward to to put in service i know that he created three chances yesterday offensively and i think at times look good um i do not think it is fair to to judge lewis hall as a left back defensively if you're if you're of that persuasion you're like wow this kid is just not really good like brandon said this earlier he's a Left footed central midfielder who has been in the academy side has been deployed there and then at the Premier League level has been asked to play left back. And yeah, I don't think he had the best day out necessarily personally, but like just I think you have to couch all the you know criticism that you might have for that performance with the fact that you know he's 19. And I think has played more Premier League minutes this season than we have ever thought possible, and that's largely due to injury and poor performances uh, by other players in the team. So I just, I just kind of want to couch that like I hope he sees a lot of game time through the end of the season. Kind of feels like he will at this point, and I, that will be fantastic for him as a as a player getting acclimated to the level of opposition, especially if he plays against United City and Newcastle. Um, but if he struggles, just chill out, okay? Just chill out because this is not an ideal situation at any level, Brandon. And I i I could hear uh, Chelsea Youth, like, screaming into a pillow yesterday <laughs> about some of the tweets that I saw. Uh, just everyone... Bring it down for a second, okay?
0: So that's all. Yeah, that's a and I think that's a great call out, right? Because um Lewis, I'm trying to find his last game. He didn't play against Brighton for the Academy. But either way, let's say it was Tottenham Hotspur U twenty one versus Chelsea's U 21s. And then you come into a, a match. Yep, it was there. He played 69 minutes. Uh, and this was back on the 24th of April few weeks ago he hasn't played he's still been training for the first team to go into a match Dan where Nottingham Forest are fighting tooth and nail to stay out of the relegation zone it is going to be a big difference uh for him as well the pace the intensity Gibbs White is having a great season right and he's one of their creative attackers that's playing on that side Awani is a big dude right compared to Lewis Hall Serge Rea we know what kind of a career he's had as well like it wasn't the easiest days out. And here's my final caveat. He's 18. He's 18. If any of you would like to go walk out on the pitch as an 18-year-old, be my guest. I think we would all be in a tough situation. And what I love most about Lewis Hall is that he didn't get rattled throughout the game. And I think that's just kind of his demeanor. He doesn't really get caught in the ups and downs of a game. He just sticks to his task, and he does it as best as he can. Um, and and you know, if you get a, a 7 out of 10 from him, for the rest of the season, that's a really good showing for a guy who's been playing U twenty one football all season, minus a few appearances.
2: It's different comparing Lewis to Chilwell or even Cookreya because when you look at the amount of Premier League minutes that they have had, just in general, not necessarily even positionally based. You look at the fact that you know Lewis is getting close to around four hundred minutes across six matches this season. And then you look at, you know, Cucurea, who's at 1,600 with 24 appearances, but also lifetime total of almost 60 matches in, he's appeared in in the Premier League. It's just different scales. And I think that that's a challenging part of the analysis is when you you have to have a little bit of a, a sliding scale in how you evaluate a player who has had sub-400 minutes in a season uh, and, you know, where they've kind of played in in and out of position and how a more senior player is going to be evaluated in his side. And I think that that was something that people were trying to conflate in terms of drag and drop, player performance based upon position. And that is, it is not a simple math equation, right? This is more algebraic in the way that you have to evaluate Lewis's performance versus like Cucurea's or Chilwell's in the same area.
0: Overall, I guess... You know, we didn't really talk about this, you know, when the lineup first dropped, but quite a quite a few changes from Lampard in general. Uh Kovacic back in. Matawak has continued his form, but Raheem Sterling and Felix up top, you know, no Kai Havertz. Uh he came on as a sub. Uh, he's someone we've seen a lot of. Uh, Fofana, we've seen a lot of Mudric has gotten a little bit of a run. Still absolutely no sign whatsoever of Pulisic. I, I just think everybody should let that be the standard. For whatever reason, we're probably not going to see him the rest of the season. Uh, But Frank continuing to tinker and just try different things. But I would say it does look to me writ large, the first half we struggled, settled in the second half though, Nick, is that the team is starting to find some type of unity a little bit at times. The problem is still consistency, but at least the players seem to be speaking the same language, whether or not it's coming off.
1: Yeah, it would have been hard to have a worse half. (laughs) than the first half. Um, so I was, I was happy to see that they came out with a little bit of fire in their belly, obviously. I mean, the pace of play picked up in the second half. It was much quicker. The ball's moving around. Players were uh, triangulating each other a little bit better. Felix, in the first half, I think, was making some really terrible runs, was losing the ball a lot. He picked up his performance considerably in the second half. Uh, obviously we'll talk about Sterling's goals in a second, but the right-hand side was a lot more threatening too with Matt and Trevo doing a lot of overlapping, a lot of running. Uh, And, you know, I think we kind of, we kind of spread them out a little bit, you know, Forrest are trying their best to keep everything in front of them, right? They're trying to to play that block uh, that we're so used to seeing, you know, Chelsea having 75% of possession, like it's a pretty standard operating procedure, but uh, I thought that the way that we tried to break them down Dan was to get overlaps on the wings to cut the ball back and that led to the to the first goal. Yeah, you did see
2: Again, we, we won't talk too much about Chalaba cuz I want to save him for the stock watch up, but you saw I'm having how, a hard time with that. I'm be honest with you, but I, I'm, I'm trying. Tr- we're trying something different. I hear you. for the the end of I the season you. here. You you guys asked for a different script format. I delivered. Um mine's in Spanish. <laughs> Olay. Well, you know, the overlapping runs on both sides, I actually felt like there wasn't a lot of issue with maybe some of the same confusion we saw about players maybe getting into each other's way. Um, you know, I think we saw a little bit of that, like, with with Mudrick and Chilwell not necessarily finding where each other should or shouldn't be at times, and I felt like this was a step Forward in that sense of being able to combine on each of the flanks, where players were finding good uh, good areas to get into, and then making themselves available for others to to pass into, and so that that was nice. To, to your point, Nick, I think
0: uh, the pace, the performance, um, you know, Ruben had to come on for Kovačić. Is that right? Am I? Yep. Yep. He he obviously picked up a knock, had to go. Um, Ruben slotted in gracefully, I would say, um, which again, just reminds you, if you can bring a Ruben Loftus-Chic off the bench to just slot in, if you can bring a Trevo, a Lewis Hall, all these types of players and like the level doesn't drop and you can get in 30 some minutes, like that's a great place to be.
1: Ruben was great too. I mean, I, I like, of course, the assist to Sterling, who did a lot to, to cut back onto his right foot and, and slot in the second goal, which was by far his best moment in a Chelsea shirt this season. Um, but Ruben did the driving in midfield. And I, again, this is two games in a row where he's come on and looked completely dominant in midfield and has. I mean, one thing about Ruben is like, he's never, he's not going to be a (laughs) CDM. That's not who he is, but he has improved his positioning a lot over the years. And I think he's improved his tackling a lot. And he still has that little burst to get by midfield uh, opposition. And if you watch that second Sterling goal again, it's all him driving and Sterling making the right run at the right time to receive the ball, obviously doing a lot um, to finish it, but it's that kind of thing that has been missing from our from our midfield a lot this season, and I just I don't know why we haven't seen Ruben play that side more. It, rem- it reminded me a lot of the sorry time uh, when Marie said so sorry I was here because Ruben played that left sided number eight a lot in the second half of that season and looked just dynamite before obviously getting his Achilles done and in that friendly in Boston, but. Yeah, I was really pleased for him because it just we need that physical presence. Kovacic was not getting it done in the first half.
0: He's had seven appearances since February 15th, right? So he had a he had a long streak uh in April, uh, missed, probably had a nagging injury, some things like that. But we've also seen the amount like Ruben's hungry, Dan. He's posting on Instagram the workouts he's doing with his personal trainer. Um, like he's not sitting back and just like kind of accepting a bench role. Like he's continuing to try to do everything he can to get himself to be in a good physical condition to, to play at this level. And it's kind of funny. We always say this, right? Ruben's only 27. Like he's only 27. Obviously had a career riddled with injuries. Um, the fact that this season he's played right back, he's played defensive mid he's played center mid he's played right mid. I'm pretty sure he played sweeper in a cup match. Uh, Swiss Army Knife Extraordinaire. Uh, we're starting to see some good appearances. B- beautiful assist, um, but R- Rubens. I don't know. I, we we've just we've gone back and forth on so many KSLs. What to do with him? But like he's not doing anything to hurt himself
2: whatsoever. Squad composition wise, you maybe this is too early from like a K keeps alone type of. I keep him as a squad player. Like you know he gives you a little bit of everything and can come in in a pitch Pinch and help support i don't see the need to move on unless you know from a contract slash wage standpoint it's just maybe a little you know he's on the old style of uh, of wages and contracts and not maybe the new modified approach that the club has taken and so maybe there is some conversation in the summer about what that looks like he wants to continue playing with chelsea he wants to be a part of the project and the rebuild and what pochettino is going to do I'm all for it. I I think that you're going to need people who've been around the team and understand the identity of Chelsea, particularly as we continue to bring in... You know, more new players from likely outside of the Premier League uh, who don't have that same connection to the club.
0: I just real quick sprinted back to the uh, Champions League final with Spurs under Poch, and they did have Sissoko in the midfield because I'm trying to f- understand what kind of profiles of players. And I think like Ruben and Sissoko could be you know somewhat comparable as far as driving the ball, sit in, play good passer. So it'll be interesting to see what he has to say. the The final note is uh, Kai and Hakim came on late. Didn't really do much, but again, it was late from them. Um, Hakim continuing, Zish to continuing to get these these minutes uh, late in the season, as we said. Pulisic nowhere to be found. Uh, Kai getting some minutes, which I think is fine. You give Felix uh, a little some minutes. He was also on a caution. I don't know if anyone else was a little bit nervy at the end how he was doing. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm cool if Felix just comes off so we don't risk an accidental second caution.
1: Uh, uh, he blasted the ball. I was like, what are you? By the
0: way, it hit his arm,
1: right? Am I missing something? No, it it definitely did not hit his face. It did not hit his face uh, at all, but it was like stupid. Yeah, it was stupid to do. And I was, I was like, what? Again, Felix has a little bit of the mist to him. A little bit of the, I'm frustrated. I'm not playing well. The team's not playing well. I'm going to do something a little crazy. And that works. If you're Diego Costa scoring 20 goals a season, it doesn't really work if you're not. So, I, you know, just something to kind of consider there. Yeah.
0: Uh, obviously, um, I, I don't know, Dan. You know, Zish continue to get some minutes. A probably, you know, needed a breather and that's fine. But I, I've, I, I'm assuming there's definitely some influence behind the scenes going into some of these lineup decisions and substitution decisions and why they're playing some players and not others. They're, you know, Mudric is one for the future, but have they seen enough? They know he's good. Pulisic, nowhere to be found. Interesting, I guess, subs from that perspective. I just, you can't convince me otherwise that there aren't bigger conversations happening about who should play based on potential futures at this point.
2: It would be really bad if Christian got injured at this point in the season. Wink in terms of those type of conversations maybe that are filtering down. Look, I... I we can try to read into it all All we can. I mean, I think that, you know, it, a fair number of these make sense in terms of seeing who you need to see some, some additional minutes on. Obviously, as we maybe get into the, you know, after we talk about the stock, uh, stock up, stock down, and maybe talk about Pochettino coming in, that, you know, that also might influence who we see over the next couple of games if there's players that he wants to get a last read on before... The end of the season, so yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm you know people talk, so I'm sure there's some type of influence.
0: The last ninety minutes Pulisic played was March 27th against El Salvador for the United States. So he hasn't also played since April 15th against Brighton, and he got hooked after 56 minutes. Uh, other than that, it's all 29 minutes, 10 minutes, uh, 60 minutes, 17 minutes, seven, 22 minutes. So. Uh, We'll have to see how things shake out. But anyways, we're going to take our second ad break when we're back. The summer Stockwatch finally unleashed the Shalaba. Thank you to the sponsors, and we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite shows because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of the US Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN in a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you with 5,000 plus servers. No show is out of your reach. Using my link, NordVPN.com forward slash LondonisBlue, you can receive a huge discount on a two year plan with one month free. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with our 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try. And if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check it out. My link, NordVPN.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. Okay, finally, we're here. We're talking about players on the rise in Trevo Chalaba, the man who loves to cut a long sleeve off at the elbow and rock it. <laughs> are right back. This heat map is absolutely you know they insane. Make the, you know they make them like that, right? Dude, he cut his. You can see it like it's not straight. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs>
3: Wait till you see it.
0: You got to keep those biceps warm. Um, Travel played right back. I'd say he's had some kind of like if up and down performances, but nothing that really hurts us. He's been put in some tough situations this season. Absolutely imperious today. And I felt like, Nick, it looked like he'd been able to train as a right back for a little bit because he knew when to overlap. He knew when to take people on. He just, it seemed like instead of being thrown in at right back, it was like, no, I'm going to be a right back. And it looked really good. And it's like, holy shit, could we have a bit of a tall right back to help us with height and defending set pieces and just create mismatches around the park? Uh, And he looked good.
1: Yeah, I mean, we know that he has strength in defense and that, you know, there's been a couple of wobbles this season, but overall I'd say his tenure at Chelsea has been absolutely fantastic. And, um, this was a really great day out for him. You know, he was overlapping incredibly well. He got the first assist, uh, kind of riding, uh, all the way down, uh, to the touchline. And, and I am, I'm just, consistently going to be a fan of his I I just I love Trevo and I think you know if we're talking about guys that Maurizio Pochettino is probably looking at as valuable assets to have around in many different circumstances he's played right center back he's played defensive midfield for Chelsea he's played right back he's played left center back I should he probably play goalkeeper if you asked him to like he is He's one of those like glue guys that I would guess is very popular in the locker room very fun to be around and also can put in a tackle when you need him to. Uh, know that he's battled some health challenges this year Dan but I, I just I think you'd be silly uh, if you're if you're bully Igbali and the you know more importantly the sporting directors club <laughs> at the club. Uh, to let him go. So that's just uh, just a call out there.
2: Yeah, we've seen the fact that Chelsea would not stand in the way if Thiago Silva would want to return home. Uh, he obviously had a wonderful display from the shed in in terms of the tifo that was unveiled for him, which was really really special, he reiterated or Bell Silva reiterated that they're not looking to leave, but obviously anything tier can one change. Source: Bell Silva. <laughs> T- tier <laughs> zero. Um, anything can change between now and the end of the season, and e- even into the early part of summer. So, I just think that if it is a back four, which if you go back and listen to the two-hour special that Sam and I did on poch and what he would look to do at chelsea back four more likely than a back three you are going to need a, a complement of individuals and trev is someone who gives you positional flexibility across a multitude of different positions he you know played dm on loan previously he's capable of doing right back now he's capable of playing across a, a back three in, in general very good player to have in your side. And that's even with the addition of like Levi Colwell coming back into this Chelsea team. I, I, again, a lot of strange things could happen, Brandon, with balancing the books and who needs to go. And a, a single Academy player sale could effectively be, you know, 30, 40, 50 million pounds in terms of, you know, positive dollars on the books. So, Again, nothing is out of the realm of possible. The realm of possible exists where Trev Chalaba could be sold. I just feel like to me at the moment, it would feel like a, a less likely decision given how he's showing that he can do it across multiple positions.
0: Keep your appreciating assets. Get rid of your depreciating assets. He is on the rise. There's really no rush to move him out, right? Like he's 23. We've seen a lot of good stuff from him. Consistency is the only thing that's lacked. Raheem Sterling, uh, he's on the rise. But this is like a, a a short rise, right? This is the first time in a long time we've really seen the Raheem that we thought we signed in the summer. Two goals um coming off of a 0.09 XG and a 0.21 XG. So again, uh who posted, oh, the XG philosophy. I don't know if you guys saw us. They posted the chart of all the teams on the left column of what they actually are on points. And on the right column is what their points would have been if they had achieved their XG. Obviously we're massively underperforming. Um, but it's also because no. we're not getting, <laughs> it's also not because we're not even getting these types of things. So Raheem showed us what we got uh, an experienced uh, attacker up top, um, learning how to receive from the midfield, which again is about the consistent language as a team. We'll have to see, but it it is like flashes at the end of the season. I could see, Nick, that, again, we're talking about the pressure of such a a shocking season being lifted. The players are maybe able to kind of release some of those demons and and just play a little bit more naturally because they clearly have not been for most of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, we know he can score. He's scored a lot of goals in his time uh, playing football. He's been around since I think he was 16 or 17 at Liverpool. So we know he can do this. It's just, uh, it's been a bit of a mess for him this year. And again, I think we have this problem of every single winger that we have bar Nani, wanting to play in that like left winger role and cut back on the right foot. That's what all of them want to do, every single one of them. So I, good luck figuring that out with our nine left wingers at the club. I, you know, good for him that he scored today. I think people are mad that Mudrick, Mudrick isn't playing. But, you know, again, when you get two goals from from Sterling off the left, you know, maybe he should have been playing there all year. I don't know.
0: You're going to want Sterling to be around the team in a good spot, Dan, especially with Mudrick and Madueke and some other young wingers. He's played at all the biggest stages. He should be an asset for these up-and-coming wingers, if nothing else, to show them how to be a professional.
2: That's a good point. I think that there's also the thought that, you know, if you have uh, Nkunku coming in, that that's uh, another plus attacker into the side if you're you're losing a few others. And so it's just going to be interesting. I think Sterling would do well to continue to find a couple more goals between now and the end of the season. It's going to get harder than playing against Nottingham Forest, who were at one point a relegation-threatened side, much like us. Um, when you have Newcastle and Mm -hmm. city and others left on the final end of the season here, it's not going to be as easy to kind of put that goal and uh, a ball into the back of the net. So ultimately, you know, uh, good for him. Happy, happy that he's scoring for sure. All right.
0: Well, before we move on to some of the other stuff, we should announce or acknowledge that Pochettino is in line take the be. Chelsea job. Breaking. That's right. Exclusive story right here from London is Blue. No, no, no. Matt Law. What would you say, Dan? What was the triumvirate?
2: Matt, Daniel, and Fabrizio? Uh, it's like the, uh, the the equivalent of the, uh, the conclave of Cardinals essentially and the white smoke <laughs> coming out of the Sistine Chapel. If you can get Matt Law, Fabrizio, and David Ornstein to talk about it at the same time within minutes of each other, I will highlight Again, we 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 like our friends. We 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 enjoy the reporting that all of them do. We'll say Matt had the first tweet out on it. Just looking at the timestamps, want to credit where credit is due. I saw some people afterwards going with exclusive. Uh, You can't you can't quote the exclusive after the tweet the tweet bomb has been dropped. Uh, That's just you know again only trying to keep it straight for the record, Nick. I gotta make sure that our guy Matt gets his due.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, no, no one's more connected to the potch timeline than than Matt is, and of course, we look forward to having him on the show. I think that will probably be a Tuesday pod for everyone who's who's listening to this, just to talk about the uh, the story and his experience. Again, you know, Brandon and and Matt did a pot special about a month ago <laughs> and uh bring we're getting, it back we're getting part two this week which will be good but i mean it's just a fucking re- relief to have it done and locked up you have a manager who has a clear philosophy who will get the entire summer to work with a hopefully much trimmed down team with some assets that are are going to be required to make it better and uh yeah best of luck to him uh there's there's a lot of work to do uh, really, really hope that uh, that he comes in with a, a lot of energy and command and uh, and sets this team up in the way that he knows how and that's all we can really ask for right now, Dan. you have comments?
2: well, someone had made the comment that in prior episodes when we did something over another team or made another team feel less satisfied because of business that we had performed. That I made, you know, went and found comments from supporters that are not Chelsea and read them and shared them. So I, I did, I put on a hazmat suit. I uh, made sure to purchase a brand new laptop for this that has now been thrown into a dumpster and uh, lit on fire. Uh, tiny, tidy little explosion, by the way. Uh, I went into Reddit's C O Y S. Come on, you Spurs subreddit, and did find a couple of comments that are, look, uh, people saying, uh, Survivor for me, uh, Levy is under more pressure than ever before. I didn't want to see Poch back, but my goodness, I'd rather have him back now than face another two months search for some bum. No Poch, no Nagelsman. I mean, what the fuck are we doing here? Then you had Joe saves Tokyo okay with the timing, and uh, with this and our Nagelsman announcement is just spectacular. You couldn't write a bigger dis- uh, disappointment. Followed up by somebody saying White Heart Pain ninety six. Wait until you hear that we lost today as well. So the hits just kept on coming for them. I will say Hotspur underscore ninety eight had the one that made me I don't know uh, feel feel sad for them, also laugh at the same time. With broke my leg on Saturday last year, my ex broke up with me earlier that day. Hundred percent I'd take that weekend again <laughs> instead of this one. Fuck. Jeez. Dark, dark place for Spurs supporters dark right time. now.
1: S- somehow, with everything that's going on this season, we're still having a slightly better run of it than Spurs. <laughs> just and, absolutely and, and
2: we're not getting into Europe next
1: year. No. It, it, absolutely it just not.
2: doesn't feel the same.
1: No. Um, all
0: right. Well, uh, Tough, tough day out for Spurs. We need to get our house in order to really double down, but uh, making positive steps with Poch. Excited for that ma- law update later this week. All right, so Dan of uh, the match. Here we go. Uh, getting aggressive with the draw, but it's not a loss.
2: Well, look, uh, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had four options, so I went with Raheem as one, Sterling as number two, Trev as number three, and then Chalba as number four. Look. Sometimes you have to find a way to make a way to have fun with it. And look, Raheem Sterling combined the two of them with 66% of the vote. Uh, the remainder goes to young Trev Chalaba. Look, uh, it felt pretty fair to me. I think Trev was mine, personally. but Trev was it, mine, yeah. I think, you know, anytime a player gets a brace, you know, uh, you feel like that's going to lead to a lot of people running up the score for them
0: yep two goals uh it's what the the team needs so anyways a couple of the results around the Premier League uh Palace beating Bournemouth 2-0 Fulham beating Southampton 2-0 are they officially down are we officially down yeah
2: the whistle was at full time you heard the blues in the stadium it was uh very very unfortunate for them
0: yeah
1: we lost to them twice this season so I know pretty
0: pretty we we
2: tried our hardest to keep them up (laughs)
0: We gave them like 25% of their points. Uh, Villa beating Tottenham 2-1. Chelsea drawing with force, as we know. United being Wolves 2-0. Brentford 2-0 over West Ham. And Man City so far 3-0 over Everton. But the bottling continues as Arsenal are currently losing to Brighton. I could come back to be uh, wrong in in the 30 minutes that are left in this game. But as it stands, uh, Arsenal really just slipping at the finish line with a Liverpool versus um, Newcastle. Or no, Liverpool versus Leicester tomorrow, Leicester. which yeah. Newcastle has versus Brighton mid-week, yep, midweek is the other match. So relegation is still hot. Uh, the top four is still a little bit hot. Liverpool win again. It's going to make it pretty spicy up there. <laughs> but anyways, that's up. That's it. I mean, we're, we're good. We don't need to talk about table. We don't need to talk about what's coming next. But it will be Man City for Chelsea next weekend. So really excited for that one. Matt Law... Um, Cobham crew and blue royalty all coming this week. It's going to be jam packed with the poch news. So stay tuned a lot more to come, but until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.